Welcome to Take Two Radio. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps, that's The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check Take2Radio.com, that's with the number two, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. And good evening, everyone. Welcome to Take-Two Radio. I'm Pam, your host. And joining me tonight as my co-hosts are David, Anthony, and Candace. Welcome, guys. Hey. Hello, everybody. Good evening. Well, I hope you all are ready because we have our guest on hold and we don't want to keep her waiting too long because we are super excited to bring you the award-winning actress, producer, and director, Hillary B. Smith. Welcome, Hillary. Hi, thank you. It's nice to be heard, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Welcome. And thank you so much for joining us tonight. We know you're super busy, so it really means a lot for us for you to be here. Well, thank you for having me. It's a joy and an honor. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, we all know you've been busy, like I said, and you've also been, you've had a long career, as it should yeah. say. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and I think it's been a very successful career, uh, including being on a lot of the daytime soaps, uh, As the World Turns, The Bold and the Beautiful, one Life to Live, and now General Hospital. Yeah. But I have to tell you, I've I've been an ABC girl until, you know, things, other soaps started biting the dust. And so, you know, I moved around and started watching all the other soaps, and now I watch all four. But um, I knew you as the famous Nora Hannon Gannon Buchanan. I got that right, didn't I? <laughs> well, you're missing a few. It's Nora Hannon Gannon Buchanan, Hannon and Buchanan Buchanan. Okay. Yep. <laughs> there was a there was a Colson in there, but it was annulled, so we don't count him. Right. That should right. be spoofed on seven in our life. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't rhyme anyway, so it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I, I had always wondered how that ended up happening, too, um, as far as the names, Hannon, Gannon, Buchanan. I mean, was that something that was preformed, or was that something that came on later, like, hey, this is a good idea, you know, let's do this, you know, to make, especially I, your maiden name, I guess. I don't think it came to them, because I came on as Nora Gannon. And then when right. I got engaged to Bo Buchanan, um, that was one of the trips where she said, I don't know whether we can get married because my maiden name is Hannon. And that was sort of a moment <laughs> where Bo goes, your name is Nora Hannon Gannon? <laughs> and I got Buchanan. <laughs> so I think that was Michael Malone and Josh Griffith's little, you know, wink, wink. <laughs> 
I mean, I absolutely love it. It's just something that stands out, and, you know, it's like something that you could never forget. So, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> well, I love Nora. I love that she's spunky, fun, and also a gosh darn good lawyer. Um, and her love of Bo Buchanan was and is all that in a bag of cherries. So what do you love about playing Nora? Um, I think that I love the fact that she was fearless and she was a lot smarter than I was. Um, you know, sometimes they dumbed her down just to make a plot point, but all, ultimately she had, you know, she was ruthless, smart. She had a lot of heart. And um, that was, you know, Michael Malone and Josh Griffiths. They just really, um, they just wrote her so beautifully all the writers you know just really wrote her um i i said it once in a round room with all the doors wide open they never really wrote her into a corner um right. later on you know yeah. there were some corners that she got boxed into but um you know that's what happens when you're on the soap for as long as i was on one life to live <laughs> you know in order to you know get the character's stories you kind of have to uh, bend and and uh, make them a little more malleable to get them into situations that will be interesting to watch. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who couldn't love Nora, and I'm really hoping with your appearances on General Hospital that that becomes a little bit more of a study thing. So, um, GH writers out there, you're going to have to have some more problems, some more criminals, some more... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, I mean, I was, I kind of retired, and it was very funny because as soon as ABC got the rights back, Frank Valentini called and said, hey, you want to come play on GH? And I was like, okay. Um, I mean, he said, how retired are you? And I was like, well, I don't know. Um, how much fun will this be? And he goes, it's going to be fun. I was like, all right, I'm up for fun. That's what I do now. I do what's fun. And I've just had know. the best time going over there. I mean, I, you know, I go there for two or three shows at a time, and it's just been great. They've just been terrific to me. And all the actors are great. And, of course, you know, it's like old home week. I've worked with most of them uh, mm -hmm. on, in various forms. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just been a, a real a delight. The, you know, the writers there now are the writers that wrote for Nora when she was on One Life to Live. So it's, it's like old home week. They get her. Um, and all I get to do is just come in and just play. Yeah, yeah, it's great that you can do that, and as long as we get a dose of you, you know, every now and again on GH, I'd be happy, but to uh, to tease us with these, you know, few appearances here and there, and then to cut it off, I, I would be devastated. Um, you know, well, like I, I said, mean, I was know, an ABC we'll a girl, so. Yeah, but they have a, you know, they've got a, a cast, a very large cast that they have to, you know, mm -hmm. take care of. And they've got, you mm -hmm. know, the GH mm -hmm. fans are very loyal, and, and not a lot of them watched One Life to Live. So I know that they 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 don't, I, I think they like it when I come on as long as I'm serving a purpose for the characters that they love. So. Right, right. right. And and I know that their cast is large, and, and one thing that I do like is that, they use all the cast, and it may not be all at one time, but we do get to see storylines from, you know, each of them or a couple or, you know, what a few of them at a time. 
and then, you know, it's fast moving, so it's not like you're waiting forever for somebody to come back on. Right. I, and, and I have to tell you that that's a real hats off to Frank Valentini and the writers because mm-hmm. they are, that's not easy to keep um, a large cast uh, relevant. And they do. Yeah. They, they, yep. they keep them all very relevant and very true to their characters. And it's, a, it's really a joy um, to be a part of it. Just, I, I can't tell you, it just is really fun. And I've gotten to work with some directors that I haven't had a chance to work with before. So that's been kind of fun, too. And they're very generous to let me kind of do my thing. And, you know, the last time I got to come in with, you know, sunglasses and kind of a little hungover and talk about um, <laughs> Matthew getting engaged to Destiny. So, you know, it's really been kind of fun. And, and, and I called Woodsy. I was like, oh, guess what? Matthew's engaged. <laughs> You're like, oh, my God. So, you know, I keep chatting with him. I talked about you today. So, no. We all well, know I know he's he's fun. pretty much retired, but one day I'd like to see him show up in, in Port Charles with you, even if it's just, you know, one time just to see his face again. But I know we'll get to see him in other projects, so... And, I thought it would um, be kind of fun if Nora, you know, went there and then got sick and ended up in the hospital and Woods had to come be, be, be by her side. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would be nice. We'll yeah. take that. Yeah, we'll take I mean, it. so that way the characters get to do their thing and, you know, I can just lie there and Woodsy can just stand there and hold my hand. We'll, we'll have a good time. Right, yeah, we exactly. Can give a little bit of police yeah. advice to whoever may be commissioner at the time. That's <laughs> right. right. There you go. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> Maybe a lot. <laughs> well, you've been producing and directing several very successful projects with Crystal Chappelle. Um, we got Fumbling Through the Pieces, Beacon Hill, Venice the Series, and I know Venice has just now completed season six, if I'm correct. Yes. Yes, we just in it. It was really wonderful. Crystal and I co-directed it, and um, it was really fun. It was really a fun project. Um, it was sort of a tip of your hat to Guiding Light, and um, we had a lot of the Guiding Light characters on. We shot in um, New Jersey, and we actually shot in Liberty Park, where they did a lot of their shooting. And um, we just, you know, we had... Robert Newman and Kim Zimmer, and it's kind of it's so it was so much fun to see them on the screen together, and uh, a privilege mm. to direct them. And we had <laughs> oh my God, Jerry Verdorn came on with Michael O'Leary. They're hysterical together. Oh, so it was really, I mean, it was just fun. Tina, you know, of course, Tina Sloan came on, and mm-hmm. you know, as much as I tried to sniff and grope her, I really didn't get a chance because I was, you know, <laughs> busy wearing a couple of other hats, but. Right, you know, and then you have, of course, the magic, which is Crystal Chappelle and Jessica Lachia, and it was yeah, really yeah. fun to shoot them in the park. And yeah. uh, it just was—it was just a really—it um, was a very special shoot, and we had this fabulous, you know, uh, DP Kevin Perry and Adriana um, Adriana Torres, who is the um, you know first camera. It just—it it was just the, the it was a great, great shoot with a terrific. Crew that we put together in New York that Crystal and Kevin put together in New York. Crystal really does the um, all the work on this. Um, really does all the work on this. So it, she did a great job putting everything together so that by the time we got to the set, it was so smooth and 
um, it was just really fun. And Crystal is definitely a pro at what she does, and we couldn't love her more. Um, and the cast, like you said, is just amazing, and we're so looking forward to the next season. And But Beacon Hill is also coming back, and I am about yes, to look all over. Yes. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, I love – I have to say Beacon Hill was um, – I mean, we had a show called The Grove, which I loved. It was the first um, yeah. job mm-hmm. that I had producing, and it was just, I, I loved it. It was, you know, uh, working with a bunch of actors from all the different soaps together and, and having them do these different characters. Michelle Stafford was this really fabulous, quirky girl, and Nadia Bjorlin uh, yeah. was, was so funny. Oh, my God. And there just was some wonderful, just fabulous performances. So that was really an eye-opener to me to get to work with um, these people who just brought something new and, and, and added a dimension. And, you know, you bring these talented people together and then you say, okay, go. And you watch them work and it just fills you with pride because they're so talented, just so talented. So Beacon Hill, oh, exactly. second season. You know- the same thing. It's just it's going to be that group of actors coming together, and and just um, working. It's it's a great script. It's a really great. It was script. so good. Yeah. Are it, you able to give us a little so teaser on what we can expect to see for both series? Um, well, for Venice, I can just tell you it's it's a it's a little departure. It's a it's a little tip of the hat to the Guiding Light characters because it was. Um, I think it was, you know, an anniversary of when they had gone off the air. Yeah, thank you. And, yeah, and <laughs> so it was really Crystal's sort of homage and, and love letter to um, the actors that Aww. she worked with. And they all came back because they all wanted to be together. It was just just fun. We just yeah. laughed ourselves silly. So it was really fun. <clears throat> and Beacon Hill, too, all I can say is that everything that got set up in Beacon Hill 1 there are a lot of surprises in store. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Pam, I tried. I tried to get that out on Twitter to see if, if you know, there could be a, a hint, a clue of, you know, especially who's at the door. But, you know. Oh, sworn, yeah. Sworn to secrecy. Sworn to secrecy. It's just a jaw dropper. Everywhere you turn, you go, what? Oh my God! And it kind of goes like that. <laughs> Even we have some casting surprises that are gonna uh, like blow people's minds. Oh See, my gosh. yeah, that that was a cliffhanger right there. Yeah, yeah. There's one. There's one casting that. There's one casting. Um, a new casting that is um, really gonna surprise everybody. Oh my God! There's like a zillion names that are going through my head right now, and I'm sure as well for my co-host. Oh my. So, <laughs> hmm. I like guessing games. <laughs> I like this. I like casting surprises. Whenever, anytime that Venice or Beacon, like with Venice, I'll be honest, real quick, is when the the casting news was coming out, like the little clues and everything. I literally was like, hmm, okay. Like, I'm trying to solve the mystery. I'm like, okay. So now with Beacon Hill, now I'm going to have to think. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We need, we need to hashtag clues. that. 
There will be some (laughs) clues, and I know that you guys will be like, no, oh, no. And and, and then after that, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) No, there'll be some clues coming out, and you guys will just be like, you're kidding me. (laughs) We need to do a Beacon Hill special right before the episodes drop. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. that would yeah. be great. That would Especially be great. that we had to wait as long as we had to wait because some of us were afraid it, there wasn't going to be a two. And then, right. you know, we heard recently, and we're so happy. So yeah. happy. Well, they, wrote two, they wrote season two right afterwards. But then, you know, life changes and things get moving yeah. in different directions. And then we ended up going off and doing the movie and – um, a million happy nows, and uh, so we sort of got put on the back burner. And then um, Jessica and Linda just said, "You know what? We're ready. We really want to do this." And um, they're just like gung ho. So that was like, "Okay, we're 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 all set. Let's go." Well, I don't know who's listening from Beacon Hill, but they said they were going to be listening. So I just want to say thank you to Crystal. Yes. <laughs> Jessica. Yep, Jessica, no. <laughs> Please come and celebrate with us. Absolutely. Well, well Jessica let me and Linda and Jessica are, are producing it, and it's it's really, you know, they're the executive producers, and um, Crystal's going to um, exec produce, and Crystal and I will co-direct again. Wow, Ooh. that's amazing. Amen. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, she's well so David, why don't you go actors. ahead and ask your questions when? All right, ask away. <laughs> David? Did we lose someone? All right, let's go Candace up. <laughs> David? I don't know what happened. He, he shows online... Um, okay, well, Anthony or Candace, whoever wants to go next, go ahead. Go ahead, girl. I know you want to. Okay. Hi, Miss Smith. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I told everybody, I met you a couple of years ago, and I couldn't say Hillary because I literally grew up watching you. So because of my upbringing, you know, the whole, I know. <laughs> I just, that respect. So I just, you know. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so you mentioned projects that you and Crystal Chappelle have done. You also created one of my favorites, the It Girls on the Stoop. Hashtag yes. cook, drink, laugh. Just putting yes. it out there. Now, season one was all about various recipes and drinks, and season two was kind of an in-depth interview with strong females like Michelle Ray Smith and Tina Salone. Will right. there be a season three? And if so, what would this film at? the format be well i we're we're actually thinking about a season three we are and um it we decided it would be more of a hybrid of the two um we honestly had so much fun doing season one it was i mean literally you saw me wet my pants pretty much on camera (laughs) Uh, we were laughing so hard That, that actually was the last episode we shot and we aired it first um, you know, it was, uh, you can imagine we shot all of this in three days and we were doing three shows a day. 
so we were doing starting out each show with a shot and then having a cocktail. So yeah. imagine <laughs> doing three shows in one day. By the third day, I mean, I, I, we, I couldn't hold it together. <laughs> so, um, and we got response for people who wanted to know, because they, if they didn't drink, they wanted to know about health and beauty because Crystal was just, you know, GD gorgeous. So we decided we would we'd do that for season two, and it, was, um, and it was fun, and we had a great time. It was so hot. We were down in the Keys in June, and it was really, really hot. So you see, most of the time we're, just, we're just sweating. Most of the time we're just sweating, but laughing. And, and so we decided for season three we wanted to go back and do the confessionals again, and we wanted to, you know, introduce the cocktails again. And we're probably going to change the location. And, okay. um, and, and with that location change, we'll bring new recipes and, and new ideas of outings and how to, um, how to take care of yourself and still have fun with your friends. Yeah. Because yeah. really, it's all about friendship. It's all about, yeah. you know, just having, enjoying life and cooking and, and, and doing it with someone you love. Yeah. I did learn some cocktails from you guys, and um, I can't say the whole title. I'm just going to say the half, but I'm going to kind of – the one um, – I think it was from the Super Bowl party, and it was the White Kitty. Y'all figure that one out because oh, I learned – yeah. I had yeah. I made it right after I saw the episode, and I was actually planning a party the next day, and I didn't have a drink. And I was like, they saved me. Oh my God! <laughs> it's good. It was really it good? good. Yeah, it was really, mm-hmm. really good. Drink. And, yeah. and yeah. for somebody, mostly me, after three of them, I was no good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all liqueur, so you have to be very careful. <laughs> well, I was. I to be honest, I was. I was like, okay, you know, I'm eating and. It was just really good, and people was like, oh, who, who taught you how to make it? And I was like, the It Girls on the Stoop, you need to check it out. They was like, oh, is that like on HGTV? I was like, no. I said, I'll give you the website. I'll give you all the information. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was plugging at the party. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and then we did the, the hangover show. And, you know, none of it was scripted. Yeah. We all just got there and just did. And then we did the hangover show and decided that we really just didn't need to talk. So we did, and um, <laughs> Adriana, who are, with our camera, I mean, she's just a, a camera sound editor guru. She's the one that put the GoPro in the refrigerator. So every time we opened up the refrigerator, you saw. <laughs> Genius. But that was like, that was like a real, a real show. Like, you know, there's reality TV out there, but that was a real situation because when you're hungover, you don't want to do anything. You don't want to talk. Light will hurt your eyes. Yeah, and yeah, it's not it's not fun, but it was fun watching you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We had a good time. You had a very good time. <laughs> okay. Um, my second question is now. Many fans may and some may not know that while you were doing One Life to Live, you were also starring on Something Wilder with Gene yeah. Wilder. Yeah. Can uh. you share with us your fondest memories of working together? Oh, with Jean? Oh, uh-huh. my gosh. I had so many fond memories of working with Jean. He, you know, 
we stayed in touch long afterwards and Karen and I still are in touch. Um, he's just a gentle, lovely, loving, loving person. And I use the present tense because he just always is and will be in my mind, um, part of my life. And, um, he was kind and generous to guest stars and children, my children, my husband. I mean, it was just, he was just lovely. And he taught me something that was so important that actually helped me later on in my producing. The one thing he taught me was I, I, I was always amazed at him because he said, well, do you need this shot? Because this shot will tie in. Oh, I see. You need to cut to that. Okay. And I looked at him and how can you do that? How do you know what it looks like in your head? And he looked at me and he said, this is something that you need to learn. Every actor needs to learn how to edit. Because when you learn how to edit, it'll make you a better actress. And so I went, okay. And so I learned. I watched shots. I watched. I learned. And it really did help when I, it came to producing and directing. I knew exactly what I had to get so that I could cut and where I needed to cut to. And I could have a long shot, but I needed to be able to cut away. And it was so helpful. So that was one thing he taught me, one of many things. One of my fondest memories was we did the birthday party for the kids. And we had, oh, I guess something like 25 little kids running around the (laughs) studio. And, you know, they were all kind of running around, didn't really know, you know, the parents. They were just kind of getting used to being there and stuff. And one little girl was standing by Gene, and she was just looking up at him. He was quite tall. And she was just standing looking up, and he looked down at her, and he said, hello. And she, she just kind of smiled, hello. He goes, do you know who I am? And she shook her head. Yes. You know, didn't say anything, just nodded her head. And he said, who am I? And she looked at him and she went, Willy Wonka. And it was so cute. And he looked at her and he goes, that's right. And it was just adorable. Just adorable. So, I mean, so there was that moment. There was, you know, just so many wonderful moments. We were in, uh, we had a scene where we were in a neighbor's hot tub and he's, he said, well, this is ridiculous. We should be naked. Come on, Hillary. Let's just be naked, and then we won't have to worry about the camera shot. <laughs> and I looked at him, and the producer looked at me and said, no, no, we're not going to do that. No. <laughs> it was very funny. Well, we were on location doing it, so there was no audience, but still it was so funny because he was just like, oh, my- yeah, it'll be simpler. We'll just do that. You know, I, I don't need to worry. You know, we, we, you know we, I don't need it. We, we will be fine. <laughs> Oh my wow. God. <laughs> you know, his wife there. I mean, you know, it was it was just he was just lovely. Oh, lovely, lovely, amazing. lovely. Beautiful memories. <laughs> Beautiful memories. Yeah. Well, for some reason or another, David cannot hear what we are talking about. So he asked me to ask his questions. So Anthony, if you wouldn't mind. I'm gonna go ahead and ask David's questions and then you can do the questions That's at cool. the end. Okay, thank you. Well, David's first question is, from the doctors to one life to live, how do you feel the atmosphere of the daytime drama has changed? Oh, well, let's go from the doctors to um, general hospital. I mean, because that's, right. that's the span of it. 
Um, let me see. The doctors was in 1982, and um, and General Hospital was in 2019. So <clears throat> someone else can do the math. Thank you very much. Is that what is that? 31 years. <laughs> um, it's changed a lot. Uh, we used to shoot the doctors, and even when I got on One Life to Live, uh, we shot the we shot it like it was live. So you'd do a scene and then you'd wait while the cameras went to another scene and then they came back to you just like it was the order of the show. That's how they did it. Mm-hmm. And um, cut to by the end of, of One Life to Live and now also in General Hospital, it's a block dress tape situation um, where you, you do all of your scenes in that set and then you go to the next set and you do all of your scenes in that set. Um, there's, it's time is of the essence. There's a lot of material. So it's like one take, uh, two takes, they raise an eyebrow and a third take is only when a light falls in the set. That's what we used to say. What light fall? We're doing a third take. Yeah. It's, it's very fast. <laughs> um, on the doctors, we had cue cards. And uh, by the time I got to As the World Turns, there were no cue cards. There were, uh, you could get a teleprompter if you needed one, but One Life to Live, nothing, and obviously General Hospital, no. I I don't care for teleprompters. I don't even care for cue cards because I feel like if you're reading, you're not looking at me. And we had some Mm -hmm. actors that did nothing but read the cue cards, so it was very interesting to do a scene with them. Um, It's just... um, it changed even um, the culture of daytime changed in their attitude. I think the network attitude where we were the cash cow for the network. We made a lot of money and they put it into prime time. And then I think they kept trying to, um, they stopped feeding the cow, but kept expecting the milk. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. You know, yep. it, and, and they lost, I thought, they started to lose the sense of just storytelling. I think they're back to it now, but it got very big and explosions and all of this stuff that you really didn't need. You just needed to tell Mm -hmm. a good story. It really just had to start on the page. And then you had to give the actors the space to perform it. And um, I I think that, I think general hospital does a wonderful job with that. Um, They really do just tell stories and let the actors um, react and perform. So there's yeah, that, I, but it's again, it's it's you know, it's it's become a monetization situation, and it it wasn't when I started out. It was really about the play. Right. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. We kept hearing about the budget getting cut and cut and cut, but I'll tell you, uh, one life to live brought it, no matter what your uh, money issues were, um, and that's what made it even sadder for it to be uh, canceled. Well, yeah, I mean, Gary Tomlin came on, and he was, he was really good at slashing the budget, but he, his, his point was, the money I save you, I want it put back into the show. And, mm-hmm. um, it, it, and they didn't hold up to that promise. And so it was, it was tough. It was very tough. And if you did save the money, then they go, oh, well, you don't need that much money, Splash. Uh-huh. So, you know, uh-huh. it just was hard, got harder and harder. Yeah. Well, I went to the uh, an event for the last day that One Life to Live aired, 
and it was surreal sitting there with a lot of the actors and that were on One Life to Live, as well as many of the fans, was to sit Bond? there and watch. Uh, no, it was in Chicago, and I, I can't uh, think of the name of the place right this minute. Um, but um, it was really hard. It was very, very hard to watch that last episode, especially looking at the faces of the actors that we loved and adored for so many years. Yeah, it was really tough to, to do it. The Wall Street Journal was there. Um, a lot of the press was there, and we were doing interviews and stuff, but they captured one moment of of Bob Woods and Eddie Alderson and I just in a, in a hug, a three-way hug, just, you know, because I knew that, you know, the three of us together would, it just wouldn't, wasn't going to happen again. And that. even though we went yeah, to Stanford yep. and Woodsy and I were there, Eddie wasn't there. And it wasn't, it mm-hmm. was, it wasn't the same, you know, without right. Eddie there. Right. Well, his second question is one of the best relationships on daytime to me, meaning David, <laughs> was the rivalry between Nora Buchanan and Lindsay Rappaport. What did Catherine Hicklin <laughs> add? <laughs> what did Catherine Hicklin add to your table that made your relationship stand out as much as it did? Well, you know, that's a very funny thing because she was always used to playing the ingenue. She was not used to playing the bad girl. And it was very uncomfortable to her because she was very aware of her fan base and she was very aware of what the fans were saying. And it really made her nervous. And it was a departure for me, my character, also because it brought out this mm-hmm. really vindictive side of Nora that wasn't there. And so there was one point where we had a Thanksgiving feast and I have to turn the table over and I'm just like, Oh my God, this is just so not Nora. And she had to do something else. And we looked at each other and I took her hand and I looked her in the eye and I said, go there and I'll go with you. I promise I will be there with you. And we just made a vow to each other that we would be there with each other. We wouldn't leave the other one hanging out to dry. You know, that can happen. You know, mm-hmm. you can, you know, get to performance and suddenly, you know, th- nobody's there to support you. The person is protecting themselves. And um, we gave each other a platform with which to launch off into this ridiculous relationship that we had that ended up being such a joy. I mean, Catherine and I are still friends to this day, and I just, I mean, we became so close because we really needed to trust. And it's amazing when you have that kind of trust, what you'll do. And um, that's what made it work. And we had fun with it. And, you know, it was always that Nora, Lindsay, uh, that was our little touch. And, um, you know, we had fun with outtakes. Um, you know, so that the Christmas reel was always filled with our little outtakes because yeah. <laughs> um, a lot yeah. of times we were we were so like weird and snippy to each other. It was almost like we were having this lesbian relationship. And yeah. of course, the outtakes we went there. <laughs> so the outtakes yeah. were always like Nora and Lindsay riding off into the sunset together. Um, <laughs> but it was just uh, it was it, we just you know we, we truly loved each other and trusted each other and I think that came across definitely definitely and I can understand having to trust your scene partner I mean otherwise I don't think it'll work as well 
oh, especially with the things that we had to do to each other. I mean, it was just, mm-hmm. you know. And then we had Ty Treadway in the midst of all of it, who yeah. was, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, really? That's just too much. He is so gorgeous, and he's so much fun. And he was part of our triangle, you know, our trust triangle. was mm-hmm. just like we just looked at each other and went, okay, here we go. And it was just we, you know, with the three of us had such a good time. Yes, love and adore Ty Treadway too, and he is a hunk. Oh, and <laughs> we're a bear- lovely man. I mean, just the best. Well, thank you for answering David's questions. And Anthony, last but not least, you are up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Miss Smith, I'll take a Candace moment there. Um, we met a few years ago too, and and it was a highlight. Um, I want to ask first. You've played some amazingly strong women, and the projects that you are part of portray a, a lot of amazingly strong women. And in the culture of the last couple of years, it's been it's it's been an elevation. You know the Me Too movement, so on and so forth. Do you feel that it's impacting in the industry now? And do you think there'll be more of it and should be more of it in the actual four daytime, you know, network shows? That's a really good question. Um, I think that um, Crystal is very about female empowerment as am I, but it's Absolutely. not just female not just female empowerment. We happen to be two strong women, so we play strong characters, but because um, that's what we that's our dimension that we bring to the page. Um, but I think what we're most interested in is not just female empowerment, but it's personal empowerment. Um, whether it be in the LBGTQ community or women um or uh, in the voting population, it's to find your empowerment. It's to find your voice and to trust your voice. And I think that's what we try to um, put out there, is that it's very important in this world, especially this day and age, when there's a lot of divisiveness out there, to find not the dissimilarities between us, but the similarities between us to find the common ground that we all have, whether we're men, women, uh, non-gender specific, it doesn't matter. It matters our heart and it matters our soul and it matters this planet that we live on together. And I think as long as we keep that in mind, um, the projects that we will do will always have that resonance and always have that strength. Now, whether that impacts the, the industry, I, I, I see a lot of that out there in some respects. I also see, you know, the, um, the guns are blazing the, you know, the, the, I don't know. I, I see it all. And, and, and there's something for everybody out there, but, um, and I'd like to think that we've, had an impact in the industry. I, um, I don't think I, I just feel that we've had an impact in our community and we're very, 
as you know, we're very pro LBGTQ and Thank you. Um, bringing, Thank well, you. we want to bring, we want to bring entertainment or shows where people can recognize themselves and see themselves. And it's not patronized and it's not um, done distastefully. It's not violent and it's not overly sexual. It's, we tell stories that happen to have gay characters, transgender characters that have the world represented. And yeah. um, it's not campy, which is important. It's not, yeah, it's not campy. It, 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 and if it's campy, it's not because it's, it's not for any other reason than he just called for camp. It's not for yeah. specific anything. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. it's allowed people, the projects that we do allow people to come and be themselves. And I think that's been embraced. It's been so nice to see it embraced. And the support that we get from the community is just huge. And from, from the straight community. And because everyone responds because they, they can see themselves represented in our stories. And that's the most important thing. You, you need to be able to, to see people loving each other, disagreeing and still loving each other and working together and enjoying life and, and finding joy. And we do that off camera. We do it behind the camera and we do it in front of the camera um, this last shoot, I'm, one of the actors said, I've never seen such a serene set. And it literally was because there was a huge amount of trust that everyone came with their A game and everyone did a spectacular job. And so it was just joy. And I think that resonates and that's what comes across the, the freedom and the permission to be who you are and and to find common ground amongst all of us because we're human yeah. and we are all human. Yeah. That's what, as, that's what we're about. As a gay man, um, I just have to say you guys do it beautifully. Um, I think the community at large kind of looks at Venice and, and another show, a little show called the Bay as, you know, the grandparents of the web soap series. And, um, you guys have done an amazing, amazing job. I only wish that Prospect Park had come along maybe two or three years later, and then maybe all my children and one life to live would have had a fighting chance. Um, I think the timing was just just a few, two, maybe three years too early for, because now, if it, if it had happened now, it'd be exploding. The stories that were being told, the risks that were being taken were amazing, and we're all sad. Um, my original yeah, question well, that, that I had for you. Yeah, more financial you... than anything else. That's why that didn't work, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Just, just, you know, had, had um, I mean, Crystal started this. She was the first one to monetize this um, genre. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. had they listened to her, she actually pitched producing it. And, um, but um, Jeff Kwanowitz actually said, I thought I knew better. And so there you wow. go. Wow. Well, the original other question I had for you, you answered about stepping into Nora in General Hospital. 
So if you don't mind, can I throw a few names at you and you just give us a one or two sentence um, memory or what it was like working with them? Sure. And of course, I'll start with, with Bob. <laughs> oh, Woodsy. Um, <clears throat> Woodsy was my, um, he was my light. Uh, I stepped onto that sound stage with him and you know, you, sometimes you just work with people and it just clicks and it's easy. And when they broke us up, he fought putting us back together again and fought it and fought it. And then when they finally did, he actually turned to me and he goes, I don't know what my problem was. I forgot how easy this is. And, uh, and, and it was, it just was, we, we just, he made me laugh so hard. He's so talented. And, and he just brought out the best in both of us. How about Roger, Roger Howard? Oh, fascinating guy. Really just fascinating guy. My time working with him, um, one of my scenes that I put in for my Emmy reel was, was the wait until dark scene where he does all the talking and I, I'm blind and I'm trying to hide from him and breaking all the, you know, lights and stuff. And the two of us spent an exorbitant amount of time alone together and it was nothing but professional. He was such a, um, a thorough, um, heartfelt and thoughtful actor. Awesome. Erica. (laughs) Oh, well, consummate professional. I mean, there's nothing else to say. She's a consummate professional and fun. And we actually started getting to work together when Prospect Park was doing it. And we started having, you know, finally we got to laugh and giggle and, you know, be the old farts on, on camera. So it was, you know, it was kind of fun to have her, you know, it, my girlfriend. She was my girlfriend on the show. Um, but consummate professional. I'll tell you a story Jeez. about her that's so funny. She was... Um, yes. We were doing a uh, 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 courtroom drama, um, as we did, and she's in the witness stand, and she's got, you know, obviously tons and tons of words, and she's looking at, at scripts, and um, so uh, Needles, who was our stage manager, kind of waited, and, you know, everyone was ready, and he kind of went up to Eric, and he said, you know, do you need more time? And she went, what? Oh, no, 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 this is tomorrow's script. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh. On the day <laughs> nice. all of this stuff. Yeah. It you know, she just had it all down. It was all there. Well, I want to thank you for sharing your memories. Can you tell our listeners where they can find and reach out to your various projects right now? Especially Beacon Hill, Beacon Hill, Beacon Hill. <laughs> so eagerly awaiting Beacon Hill. <laughs> well, Beacon Hill will be tweeting on Twitter all kinds of clues and fun things and facts and stuff. Um, Beacon Hill was on its own website. I think it's probably Series 1, Season 1, maybe released um, again. Um, so I don't, I don't know exactly sure. But, you know, just watch Twitter because um, Jessica Hill will be putting it out there. Um, Bella Books. And um, let me see, It Girls on the Stoop, you can find on Vimeo. And uh, Venice is venicetheseries.com. Uh, it's season six. And um, I'm sure there are, I'm, you can kind of catch, I, I, I see on YouTube all the various different seasons kind of out there that people have recorded and put out there. But Venice the Series is the, um, dot com is the site. And, um, you know, 
there's a lot there. There's a good store there. There's interviews. There's behind the scenes. There's um, all kinds of wonderful interviews and ways to get to know the cast. And um, I, and Beacon Hill will have the same uh, setup, I believe. Um, I don't know whether it's I don't know where it's going to actually what platform it's going to end up on. I, I, I right now I think it's going to be on its own site. And the Grove, you can still see the Grove and uh, General Hospital. Uh, hopefully, I'll come back and play there. Frank, um, calling Frank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Hillary, for joining us again. I mean, thank this you for is having a dream come true. This is a dream come true for me. You've always, always been one of my very, very favorites, and this means the world to me. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me, and thank you for letting me, you know, give some little heartfelt responses there, but I think that um, in the temperature of our climate in this country right now, we need to remember that we're all people and that we all love each other and and that we love ourselves and that we are who we are and we should accept everyone for who they are. Amen. Amen. And please come back. With some of the cast of both the event of both Venice and Beacon Hill, we'd love right. to have you. Okay, and I can't wait to hear your reaction to some of our casting choices. Uh-huh. Uh, we can't wait. <laughs> we're we're on the edge of our seats. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, listeners, well. Please go wow. and hit up all of those platforms and let them know that you heard us tonight and that you're watching and that you're eagerly awaiting more because that partnership and, and Crystal, they're putting out amazing stuff. And the more we let them know how much we love mm-hmm. it and how much we're eagerly awaiting, the more they're going to have a fire in their belly to put out more and some great new stuff, hopefully, as well. Well, any guesses on who this surprise casting is? I mean, I can't okay. even. I can't even. Okay. I was, <laughs> okay, so I was like really thinking about this. Okay, so if I'm right about this, um, I would like a T-shirt or something. I think Col- Colleen Zink, who played Barbara Ryan on As the World Turns, probably is going to pop up in Beacon Hill. There, I said it. I'm putting it out there in the world. <gasps> Okay, I so if I'm going to make a wild guess, I'm going to say Erica. Erica Slezak. Erica Slezak. Yep. Yep. Okay. okay. See, and I'm going to go. The, I'm going to go Erica the other direction, and say that it would be a great fit and a wild, great coup if they got Erica, aka Ms. Luce, to pop up. Hmm. I can see that. In something, you know, in something more of her lifetime, more of her lifetime vein than, than, you know, Erica Kane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, I can see, like, I can see Erica Slazak playing a former politician's wife who is, you know, just so motherly, but yet she has a secret. I can see Colleen as, you know, either a journalist or somebody who's corrupt. And trying to stick it to Crystal Sapel, Crystal Sapel's character, and I just want to see her and Scott Bryson back together, you know, on on TV or something. Um, I can see Susan as a uppity citizen, yes, who yes. thinks 
nobody that she's above the law and that she has a secret child out there somewhere who is storing money from her, like, you know, to keep secrets or something, like a tabloid. Yeah. Biggest, just that Hillary Crystal, if you need any ideas, I'm I'm here to help as well. I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> you know who else? Like that. I was like, you know who else I can like, see? I could also see Sean Christian, um, Daniel from Days of Our Lives, popping up and kind of playing like a sleazy tabloid, um, you know, a political reporter, and, and really well, just kind of nosing well, in, maybe in everyone's business. Maybe he could be Colleen's um, son that Candace was just talking about. So. Or, or, yeah. or, or it could be, or he could be like, you know, they could be secret lovers. I mean, let's not put an age limit on anything. Right. You know who right. Wait a minute. I just thought about something. I'm going to keep it all in the ass of all terms family. Somebody that I think would actually play a good politician, Scott Holmes. Tom Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. If I'm right on that, if I'm, if we're right on any of these, <laughs> we love you. Or, you know, it'd be amazing if somebody did a drop out of retirement for a couple of shows, like somebody like Susan Flannery. Um, that would be amazing oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. She could play a politician. Um, Where's John Hensley at? Where's John? Oh, my gosh. What if Martha Byrne come over? Oh. Oh. up with their their little clues here and there and see if mm, we can we figure out if any of us are right. Mm. Uh, Grant Alexander. And, I'm just going to throw that out there, too. Grant Alexander. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That would be good. Yep. Well, Be- well Beacon Hill is on Twitter. Beacon Hill is on Twitter at Beacon Hill Web. W-E-B. Yep. So be sure to follow them and... Uh, you know, catch some clues and see if you can figure out what's going to happen. And, of course, Venice Series is on Twitter under Venice Series. So thanks, guys, for joining me tonight. And we're so sorry that for some reason David cannot hear a single word that we have said and that Hillary <laughs> spoke about. I really have no clue what happened there. Um, but he can listen to the show afterwards. And uh, as always, guys, follow us on social media, and uh, we will be back again next Thursday with our regular show and a guest. Of course, we're not going to let the cat out of the bag too soon as to who that is, so you'll have to uh, find out on social media. If you listen to the shows that we've been doing, you know that our guests are fabulous and worth coming back for. Please hit us up and let us know what you think of the show at Take Two Radio or any one of our personal Twitters. Listeners, as always, I just want to remind you guys, the positive feedback to all four shows is always appreciated. It's a small community and we want to keep the community alive. Thank you for listening tonight. We love you. Definitely. Thank you, everyone, and have a good night. Stay safe wherever you are, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Ciao.
<laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, John Boy. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.